Amen. Good morning, Gospel Hope. It's good to see your faces this morning. Love the last song. Love all the songs. But, Lord, I need you. I need the Lord. We all need the Lord. And praise the Lord for the opportunity to be here this morning and uh, be able to open up God's Word and be uh, with you all. And, uh, and I'm also excited about, as we just saw Pastor Ryan uh, in the Dominican Republic, um, it's so good to see uh, uh, Manuel and Carlos, my brother-in-law, um, and the other guys there just uh, studying Ciudad de Gracia. And uh, it's really, you know, just trying not to thank you much, but I know, you know, it's, it's one of the things, you know, I'm from there, grew up, born there, and, uh, you know, I know exactly where they are and where the church um, met today, actually very, very close to, uh, to my house where I grew up, and it's just awesome to uh, just to think through and to know where they are and, and the streets and, and the people and the team and what well, the Lord is, um, is going to do there. I'm, I'm just excited, and thank you, Gospel Hope, for it. Uh, investing in, in Manuel, Carlos, and, and your giving that makes this possible, and other churches that we want to plant and planters that we want to, uh, to send. So it is, it is a joy to hear what the Lord is doing there. We're going to be in the book of Philippians uh, this morning, Philippians chapter 1. We're going to be looking at different verses uh, this morning, and uh, the title of our message is Go For It. Pastor Ryan uh, started a series uh, last Sunday in the book of Philippians, so this morning the title is Go For It. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us uh, this morning. Father, thank you for your goodness to us, and I pray that you would work in our hearts, that you would do a work that only you could do, Lord. Um, we are not capable to do anything apart from your spirit, so I pray that you help us, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. We continue to pray for Ciudad de Gracia as well. You bless them there. And thank you for what you're doing here in Gospel Hope and through Gospel Hope uh, using uh, your people. Uh, we love you, Lord. We need you. <clears throat> and help us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, yesterday I had a, we had an opportunity to go watch uh, our daughter, our oldest daughter, Broca, uh, play basketball. And, uh, you know, the kids have a good time when, uh, when they played. And... Everybody try to score, and everybody go where the ball is, and we're trying to yell, hey, play, go play defense, go over there, and, and it's, you know, it's just, it's just fun to watch them play. Um, but as I was uh, getting into uh, the court, um, this uh, illustration story just, just came, to, came to my mind, because uh, I remember back in the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, we watched, we watched actually the time when I finished uh, high school, and right before it, I came here to the States for college. Uh, my church back home in the DR was part of an annual church basketball league, and we did that for several years. And I remember, as I was thinking about that and, and watching the kids and my daughter play, I remember that one of those years, uh, our team uh, in our church made it to the championship game, and that was a big deal for us. Uh, I mean, I remember the game. It was a tough. It was a hard game. The score was going back and forth, and, and you know, and it just came to the very last few seconds of the game. You know, for some reason, I just, I don't really remember much, but I do remember that uh, one of the other guys from the other team he either made or, or missed uh, his first free throw, and then right after that, a timeout was called. And this is, this is what I remember for sure. <clears throat> we're, we're going back uh, to the bench uh, during the timeout, 
And uh, I remember this guy that just came to me and said this. Hey, listen. Whether this other guy made his shot or not, I want you to run as fast as you can to the other side, to our, to our basket, and I am going to throw you the ball. You're going to get the pass, and I, I want you just to go for it. You know, and what he meant was, hey, take the ball and make the shot. Just go for it. And that's exactly what we did. He just told me, go for it. In other words, in his mind was, hey, don't waste any time. Just go ahead, move forward, and go for it. After studying a, a passage like this, and just emerging in what Paul is going to tell us this morning, it, it, it just, it just brings a sense of energy just to go forward. In other words, just to move forward for the gospel of Jesus Christ, because that is exactly what we're going to see in this passage that the apostle Paul did. I mean... I mean, we, we all know that Paul, saved by the grace of God, he understood the gospel of Christ. And we all know from the scriptures that not only changed the apostles, Paul's life radically, but also the gospel, listen, produced in him an incredible sense of urgency and passion just to go forward with the gospel. And listen, folks, we can live the same way today. In fact, we must live the same way today. Because Paul wrote in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the what? Of the gospel. Because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. The same good news, the same salvation, the same gospel, the same Savior, the same good news that Paul preached back then, the same thing that we have today. So as we walk through this passage this morning together, here's, here's the main idea. Here's, here's the main truth. The gospel is always going to be worthy of our lives. Notice that I didn't say the gospel is going to be. Because for believers, it's, it's an always. It's all the time. The gospel is always going to be worthy of our lives. So let's go for it. So with this truth in mind, that the gospel is always worthy of our life because, here's the first point, because the gospel is unstoppable. Do you remember Paul's situation where he was at when he wrote the book of Philippians? He was where? He was in prison. And he was there because of the gospel. Because he believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and Paul was not ashamed about Christ. He was bound to chains, guarded by soldiers with a very low chance to get out of prison, to get out of jail. But listen, one thing was clear in Paul's mind. The gospel was not in chain. The gospel of Christ in Paul's mind and I hope it is in, in ours too today. It's unstoppable. And notice what happened in prison. Look at verses 12 and 13. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually what? 
advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else that my imprisonment is because I am in Christ. Nothing was able to stop the gospel, but rather the gospel was doing that. What? Man, it was progressing powerfully. I mean, Paul is chained in prison. Nowhere to go. Picture the apostle chained to his, his feet or his food or his, his wrist. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, but the point is that even there, Paul is probably sharing the gospel with the soldiers. They got nowhere to go, and Paul had nowhere to go. And Paul said, I'm going to tell you about Christ, how he changed my life, what he's been doing in my life. The churches that I was able to plant because of God's grace, the converts, the people that have gotten discipled because of the gospel. And Paul is sharing the gospel. And the gospel is going forward. And, and now Paul is hearing back that not only he is preaching the gospel, but other brothers are excited. They're pumped. They are going out sharing the good news of the gospel. Some are doing with confidence, Paul said, without fear, some out of goodwill, some out of good love. Others are doing it because of their envy or rivalry or strife or selfish ambition. But Paul said, here's the point. Even though I am here, the gospel is unstoppable. I'm able to preach the gospel, and other brothers are preaching the gospel. And that's why Paul says in verse 18, look at what he says in verse 18. So what does it matter? Only that in every way, whether from false motives of true Christ is proclaimed, and if I rejoice, yes, and I will continue to rejoice, because I know this will lead to my salvation through your praise and help from the, from the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Paul, hey, prayed i you know i don't want to be here maybe the spirit of god will help me to get out of prison but paul says my eager expectation and hope is that i will not be ashamed about anything but that now as always with all courage christ will be highly honored in my body whether by life or by death so go for it live your life and present circumstances for the progress of the gospel the gospel will go forward. It's not bound powerfully until the end. The gospel have the power to penetrate in people's life, to open their spiritual eyes and hearts, to lead them to repentance of their sins, and to forever forgive and secure people by placing their faith in the death and resurrection of Christ. That is the gospel. And it changes people from inside out. I remember several years ago, we were in a ministry in the island of Guam in the Pacific. And in Guam, in that ministry, uh, there was a Bible institute that we were working with. And we were training uh, students from the Micronesian islands that have come to us to get trained. And then we will send them back to their islands. And one of the islands that people came from uh, was the island of Chuk, the closest island to the island of Guam. But it was a very, very dark island, very hard for the gospel. And you would hear uh, stories from the students coming here and then going back and then coming back and seeing the gospel changing people's life 
even in a very hard and hostile situation and island. Why? Because the gospel is unstoppable. And maybe you find yourself in a situation right now, and maybe you feel yourself like Paul in prison, and you don't know what to do, and you don't know where to go. Maybe it's your marriage, maybe with a child, maybe at work, maybe a family, maybe with your neighbors. And you don't know what to do, but we are commanded to remain faithful and committed like the Apostle Paul. And God will do his word because the gospel is unstoppable. Maybe you are going through a very hard illness now. And God wants to use that for the advancement, the progress of the gospel. Maybe you're in a very stressful situation. And you don't know what to do and you don't know what to say. But the gospel, we know, has the power to break through and he, the, and the gospel will leave you speechless of what can do. Have the courage to use whatever circumstance you're in for the advancing of the gospel. The gospel has its way to open doors that seem completely shut. The gospel has its ways to go into situations that seem impossible. But we have a gospel. We have a good news that is unstoppable. And you and I are the instruments, the weak vessels with a very unstoppable good news. That's what we see here in the Apostle Paul's life. But not only that, the gospel is always worthy of our life because it's unstoppable, but because the gospel is uncontainable. The gospel is uncontainable. Verses uh, 21 through 26, we can see that. But Paul, Paul got to a point in his life that whatever would happen to him, he understood that the gospel was still, was and still uncontainable. I mean, this is a very silly uh, illustration. If you can contain something in your hand, that means that you have the power to contain something in one place. If you give me a piece of paper, I put it in my hand, and I close my, uh, my hand, it's going to remain where? In my hand. It's not going anywhere. But if I try to contain, let's say, water in my hand, it's going to be impossible. What's going to happen to that water? Well, it's going to go all over. It's going to spread all over. So just like the water is not able to be contained in one's hand, listen to me, so the gospel in one's life cannot stay contained but spread all over. So let your life impact others with the gospel. I mean, Paul says in verse 21, a very well-known verse, for to me to live is what? Christ. And to die is, in other words, Paul is saying, for as long as I am alive, I am going to live for Christ. But in death, I have gained everything. As long as I'm still breathing, I am going for it for the cause of the gospel. Because Paul wanted to see the gospel not only growing in his own life, but also producing fruits in the life of others. Where do we see that? Look at verse 22. Now, if I live in the flesh... And you can read the other verses. Paul is like trying to say, man, I don't know. I don't know what, what's better for me to, I mean, if, if I go to Christ, it's far better. If it, but if I remain here, this is what Paul wants to do. Look at verse 22. 
Now, if I live on in the flesh, this mean what for me? Fruitful work for me. In other words, hey, if, if, if Christ, if God decides for me to stay here in this earth for now, I'm not just going to sit around. I'm going to do something for the Lord. I mean, he's already been doing it for years since he got saved. But even if the Lord chooses for me to be in prison and to remain in prison and to die here, I am going to be faithful to him. But if the Lord chooses for me to go out and I can go back and see my brothers and sisters in Philippi and other cities, I am going to still growing in the gospel. But more than that, look at verse 25. Since I am persuaded of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your what? Yes. And joined in the faith. In other words, Paul is saying, man, I'm excited about getting out and coming back and see you and help you grow more in your walk with the Lord. Why? Because the gospel is uncontainable. In other words, Paul was excited about continuing pouring his life to others and see the gospel changing their lives. I believe Paul was a guy that he believed in multiplication. In other words, one life impacting another life. Life changing lives. Given his life for the gospel, given his life for people, for the apostle Paul never got all, and I hope he doesn't get all for us. Listen, the gospel of Christ is not only impossible to stop, but it's impossible to contain in one place. And the channel God uses is you and I, and that is the beauty of the gospel. So my word, Isaiah 55, 11, so my word that comes from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what it please and will prosper in, in what I send it to do. You and I are the channel of God's grace to others. And God wants to use your life, not for us to keep the gospel for ourselves, but for us to go out to go forward with an unstoppable gospel that changes people's life. And God wants to use you. I remember by God's grace, in 1997, I was, I was still in high school, 17 years old. And that's when the Lord just put in my heart for it, called me for full-time ministry. I didn't know what God wanted me to do. I, I just knew that the Lord wanted me to surrender for whatever he wanted me to do. But God used three college students that came from here, the United States, down to the Dominican Republic. And they were, they were sharing the gospel. They were, they were just investing in, in, in young people like, like I was back then. And they were for a week with us, just, just being there with us. That's actually the college that I ended up going up north in Wisconsin. And the Lord used those three guys for myself and Carlos, my brother-in-law, the one you saw in the video. We both surrendered to the Lord the same time and the same date and through the same message for full-time ministry. 
And then from there, other guys also surrendered to the Lord. Then Manuel came along. Manuel Sanchez, that many of you know, starting Ciudad de Gracia in the Dominican with Carlos. And he surrendered to the Lord. And many of his friends uh, did, and they went to Bible college. And then another guy named Karel, that is actually part of the lunch team in Ciudad de Gracia. And he was under Carlos's uh, teaching at a seminary in the Dominican. And then another guy named Joel, and then another guy named Joel, just surrendered to the Lord, serving the Lord in ministry. One of them is the assistant pastor for his dad in Santo Domingo in another church. And then the Lord just connected me with Pastor Ryan through Manuel and Carlos. And now we're here, and the Lord is opening the door to start gospel hope in Espanol. And he goes on and on and on. I think you're getting the point, right? Is God using you? And you're surrendering to the Lord. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? The gospel is already powerful. So what's the point? The gospel produces fruitful work. In Acts 19.10, it says, it talks about Paul preaching and teaching in the synagogue. It says, this went on for two years so that all the residents of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of what? The Lord, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lived in me, period. No, it doesn't stay there. It says, the life I now live in the body, I live by what? Faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Listen, as you read God's word, and as we pray, and as we fellowship together with other believers, the gospel is going to grow in our hearts, and it will develop a huge passion and desire to spread it everywhere we go. So go for it. Let your life impact others with the gospel. And here's the last point. The gospel is always worthy of our life because of, number one, the gospel is unstoppable. Number two, the gospel is, and number three, the gospel is unifying. The gospel is unifying. The gospel brings unity. And not only that, but the way, listen, the way that the world is going to see unity in the church is by believers being what? Being unified, being united in the gospel. Remember John 13, 35? By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you what? Love one another. And this is, I mean, I love the way Paul takes us through this passage because Paul starts by saying, hey, I'm, I'm in prison, I'm in chain, I... I'm, I Probably not going to go anywhere. I don't know. God knows. But the gospel is, is progressing. It's going forward. It's moving now. It's unstoppable. Then Paul says, it's, it's in my life, but I, want, I don't want to keep it here. I want to grow, but I want to also help others grow in the gospel. I want to make disciples so they can be sent and go out and plant other churches and do ministry for the Lord. But then Paul brings everything together. And look at verse 27. He, he says, kind of like, hey, just, just one more thing. Let, let me just give you another piece to this whole thing. Because this is how it's going to happen. Just one thing. Paul says, as citizens 
of heaven. Live your life worthy of the gospel of Christ. In other words, don't forget, we're in this together as believers. And we have to be unified together for the cause of Christ. We are citizens of heaven. We are representatives of Christ on this earth. Therefore, live your life worthy of the calling of your salvation, progressing in your sanctification, in holiness. So we're looking more like Christ and less than the world. So when the world sees us, they don't see us, they see Christ in us and through us. That they will see the change in our lives. That we have a different calling and passion and desire. And we want them to get saved. And we want people to get disciples. And we want people to grow because of the gospel. I've told you already that born and raised in the Dominican Republic, so I'm a Dominican citizen. A few years ago, I was able to go through the process, and I also became an American citizen. So I have a dual citizen now. And I remember back when uh, that event, uh, before I got my, my uh, diploma or certification, a piece of paper about uh, just saying that I'm now formally a U.S. citizen. At the end of the, uh, the event, they give you a um, small American flag, and they will play a song, and then you just wave in. Uh, your flag, you know, just recognizing that now you're part of the United States of America. And as I was thinking about that, you know, uh, behavior change. Things that I was able to do in the Dominican Republic, I can't do it here. Your lifestyle change. It's just, it's just part of it. Just part of being a citizen of the United States. How... how I used to do things growing up. I can't do it here anymore. Like, for example, we don't use stop signs in the Dominican. <laughs> As you drive, you go through an intersection, and you make sure you honk your horn, you know, 10 seconds before you go, and then you just keep going, praying that nobody will hit you. No, you don't hit anyone. It's just how you, we drive down there. Well, it's not like there, here. You actually have to stop. There is a stop sign in all the corners, and you got to completely stop. You look all the ways, you know, make sure there's no kids around, and then you keep proceeding, right? So I had to learn that, what? Yeah, you were supposed to do that. <laughs> I had to learn that. Completely different. But I'm not there. I live here now. So my behavior is different. Now, because I am a citizen of the United States, and there are different things at different laws that are here that are not there. And what is the point? The point is, as a citizen of Jesus Christ, my life should be worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when they see my life, they see Christ. So when they see my actions, they wonder, wow, why did you do that and not that? Oh, because I am in Christ, because this is what I'm learning from God's word. And this is what God wants me to do. 
That's why Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, for, what, for God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sin against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of what? Reconciliation, so we are Christ's what? Ambassadors. Ephesians 4.1, therefore I, prisoner in the Lord, urge you to walk worthy of the calling you have received with all humility, humility and gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And Paul takes everything together and take a look that in verse 27 again. Paul says, then whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I will hear about you that you are, listen to what Paul says, standing firm in what? In one spirit, in one accord, contending how? Everybody just doing their own thing? No, it says together for the faith of the gospel, not being frightened in any way by your opponents. This is a sign of destruction for them, but of your salvation, and this is from God. And not only that, then Paul reminds them and say, hey, don't forget, as we also believe in Christ, we need to be ready also to suffer for the cause of Christ. And that brings unity. Because when one hurts in the body, we all what? Yes. So don't forget that as Christians, we are called to believe but also to suffer it. And with all that, we still come together. Because people will see out there that this church and God's people have a gospel that is unstoppable, that is uncontainable, but it unifies the body of Christ. And Paul rejoices. And Paul is pumped in prison. Because his thing was, hey, if the gospel, as long as the gospel goes forward, it's all good. I'm excited. Because he says in Romans 8, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen, the good news goes forward because Christ already conquered. The victory is ours because our victorious Christ already conquered. And we are now his representative here in this world to make Jesus known, so go for it. It's worth living. Back to my basketball illustration or story at the beginning. I told you that we did exactly what uh, the guy told me to do. He passed the ball, lone pass. I grabbed it, I dribbled a little bit, all the way to the basket, went for the layup, scored, and we won the game. But here's, here's some details that I did not tell you. The guy that told me to do all that, he was a big guy, super strong guy. I mean, 
he was just getting all the rebounds, and he was, I mean, he was, he was unstoppable. I mean, nobody was able to stop that guy. I mean, he grabbed the rebound, and, and he just, like, threw the ball. But he did one thing also. He didn't keep the ball for himself. He didn't, he didn't grab the rebound and say, well, I'm just going to wait here for it. No, he needed to do something with it. He didn't contain the ball. He knew he was unstoppable. Say, I got to do something with this. And that's what he did. But then he realized one more thing. I cannot win this game by myself. I need the other guys with me. So what is the point here? He understood if we were going to win, we, winned, we needed to do this together. And that's exactly what we did. So here's my question for you. What is it in your life right now that is stopping the gospel from going forward? What is it in your life? What needs to change in your life? Are you keeping the gospel contained or is, is, is the gospel leaking out of your life when you see people? Is there a burden in your heart when you have a chance to share the gospel, to witness, is your attitude encouraging unity or disunity? Because at the end of the day, the gospel is always going to be worthy of our lives. So what do we do with all this? Well, number one, don't stop it. Don't stop. Keep progressing the unstoppable gospel. Number two, don't contain it. Keep sharing it with others. As I like to call it, whatever divine opportunities God gives to you every day, take it. Don't contain it. Keep sharing the gospel. It's the best news that we have in the whole world. And number three, don't do a solo. Be unified. Let's be unified for the cause of the gospel. Let's make Jesus known together that this church, Gospel Hope Church, that the community will see that our gospel is not only unstoppable but uncontainable, but we are together working to share the good news, the reconciling news of the gospel, the hope of the gospel with our community and around the world like we just saw in that video of that church in the Dominican Republic doing exactly what we're doing here in Atlanta. That is unbelievable. And that's the gospel. That is the power of the gospel. So go for it. Listen, you and I have the best news in the world. Let's go for it. Father, thank you for your word. The power is not in us. And help us to never think, help us to never think that the power is in us, because it's not. It is in you, it's in your word, through your spirit. And Lord, <laughs> in your grace and mercy, you have chosen us as, as your vessels, weak as your vessels 
you have chosen us and have put us in this world so we can be your ambassadors. Oh, Lord, help us not to take it for granted, but to utilize that power that flows in and through us as we spread the good news and help us, Lord, like Paul says, with one accord, with one spirit, working together, suffering together, believing together for the cause of the gospel. Grow our faith. Grow our faith, Lord. And help us to always live worthy of the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray.